are now listening to Boys Next Door. I am not the one, the one, the one, the one, the one, and call him in baby. Carisha, please. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Boys Next Door Podcast. I'm Freddie. And I'm Darrell. Darrell's back from the Dominican Republic. I don't know how long he's... I went to get my lower body worked on. (laughs) Um, We don't have a lot of time today, you guys, so let's jump right into it. I want to start with church announcements. Um... I don't really have much. We posted something on our page at Boys Next Door Pod on Instagram um, about this young man named, um, let me make sure I get his name right, about this young man named Avery Palmer. On June 24th, he was raped by a United States Marshal. Um, so like he's like still in the hospital right now because what happened was while he was being assaulted he went into a seizure and um so he's in the hospital suffering from his injuries they have like a gofundme or something um for him to help pay his uh, medical bills and stuff because he can't go back to his house because it's unsafe for him so um also i mean just by the way avery is a trans man and I didn't know that. Um, uh, I guess he's a musician because his uh, music page is Palmer Music on Instagram. Um, so it's just a really sad situation. How long do he need his hospital bills paid? That's what the GoFundMe is for. So he has a... Um, Meaning I'll pay them. Oh. <laughs> I mean, y'all know. I, I don't know. He's really like... He's fine. Yes. Too. I mean... You know, he comes stay with me. Listen. The door is open. The legs are too. But I don't I don't I don't I don't want to be insensitive because he is suffering from like a horrific attack. So Yeah, that was crazy. And I feel like whoever did that once they it find was a him. I know. And like, I feel like once they find out who did that, that mm-hmm. bitch needs to go to the big house. And when he get there the girls need to do what the girls need to do. Period. I agree. And other news. Boston is supposed to be coming out with a straight pride parade. And it's officially approved. And it is August 31st. It starts at 12 o'clock. See, I knew they was like on the brink of approving it. I didn't know it was already approved. Yeah, no. So I need to uh, go ahead and get me a ticket to Boston. So I can run around that bitch naked with rainbows on. My thing with the straight pride is, um, first of all, it's dumb as fuck. But I'm going to get back to the dumb as fuck part. Like, fine. Y'all want to have a fucking parade? Go ahead. They said, too much winning. The suspense is over. And Super Happy Fun America is officially bringing straight pride parade to Boston. Super Happy Fun America invites you to celebrate the diverse history, culture, and contributions of the straight community. The straight pride event will be held to achieve inclusivity and spread awareness of issues impacting straights in the greater Boston and beyond. What the fuck y'all go through that we don't go through? It will be a one-day event consisting of a parade followed by a, fl- followed by a flag-raising ceremony. 
celebrate being heterosexual. The city of Boston rejected Super Happy Fun America's application to raise the straight pride flag at City Hall. Unfortunately, the Walsh administration is not yet committed to creating a supportive environment for straights and equality for all. What don't y'all get to do? I'm so confused. That's my thing with it. Like y'all, there's no, there's no type of persecution that straight people face just for being straight. However, we congratulate the city for having the courage to embrace to embrace progress by approving our parade applications. We will continue to educate the mayor and the public anticipation that one day straights will be able to celebrate their lifestyle like everyone else. See that right there. I feel like they trying to be funny because if anybody having a problem with celebrating their lives um, and being themselves with the lifestyle that they choose to use, it's not straight. Live, it will be us. So they need to cut this shit out and burn this shit up. What better way to educate and foster unity than by having a parade? So it's August thirty first, two thousand nineteen, at twelve noon. Low loading. Start at the Compliment Square, ends at the Boston City Hall. So for all my LGBT girls that's out there, for some of y'all that stay in Boston, I need y'all to go ruin that shit. Thanks in advance. Yeah, I just, but here's my thing. I feel, I do feel like, see, I be trying to be like an equal opportunity, you know. Fuck all that. But like, I feel like, okay, if. They are protected by law to have this parade. They should have it. But I do feel like people should go in there and fuck it up. Because there's no reason why straight people need to celebrate being straight. When they do it all the time, there's literally nothing that happens to a straight person simply off the basis of them being straight. You can't get fired from your job for being straight. You can't be denied a wedding cake if you want to get married if you're straight. You can get married in a church without going through this whole fucking ordeal. Marrying a person who was of the opposite sex has never been illegal unless it was interracial back in the day and they even outlawed that shit so what the fuck else could there possibly be i'm not understanding this is for rachel um speaking of pride pride last week was pretty lit was and i'm gonna say this because in the first episode we read progress for (laughs) filth but Miss Progress did her shit this weekend. That's that that was my confession for this week. When I tell y'all, whew, three hours of back to back good music. It was a point in time where we was like, okay, we're gonna leave after this song. But it's just like that DJ was like, I feel like these black bitches trying to leave out of here. And he did what needed to be done. I'm talking about he played Bob that back down. Now, me and my friend that I was with, McCall, we was like, we are not going in there because I'm just not. They did. look over and this bitch, Darrell, is in the line holding a spot for us. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Now I have to go in. Yeah, because at first, they was, so first the ordeal was, I'm not standing in that long line. Me, I'm not neither. I cut the whole line and I said, are y'all coming or not? These bitches did the Holy Trinity or whatever they was we, doing. We literally prayed before. <laughs> and they came in there and we did our shit. I was so disgusted with myself, but I had fun. You did, because I saw you dance on about four men. I danced on one, and I don't even know what he was looking like. One, you danced on two, because the other one was very upper body. Was I didn't see any of their faces. Yeah, because the second one you was dancing on, I thought you was high. 
off of marijuana. I was like, so toe up. Like, I was like, I don't care who this is behind me. Yeah, because them, yeah, them Douce drinks y'all had. So, we bought some Douce, um, like, some drinks off the street from this lady that was selling them. Which, I don't necessarily recommend, but because my, like, my auntie make those type of drinks, too. So, I was like, okay, this lady doing the same shit. But we had the Douce one. It was, like, 90% Douce, 10% juice. But, yes. It was fun. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, that I um, and then we ended up. We didn't fucking leave. We left from up there because I got home at four thirty. We left from up there about three fifteen. Then we didn't even leave then. Yeah, no, we know the club closed at like one though. Yeah, but and we, then left we just out ended of up walking around, and then I was waiting for your ass for like ever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, also speaking of pride, we have Lil Zaddy X. Yes, that's Bay. Lil Nas X is so fine, and I was first of all, I just want to make it very clear that was mine before he came out the closet. I just want him to. For those of you who don't know, Lil Nas X, the Old Town Road rapper, singer, whatever he That's does. probably the only thing y'all gonna know him for. Well, you know, let's speak positively no, over I'm, my man. No, I'm saying, you know, normally. Oh, okay. I thought you was calling him a one-hit one. No. He can one-hit one to this. I was just gonna out. say that, but. <laughs> uh, he came out the closet, um, and which, for me, is not really a coming out, because he was, first of all. He's, he's denied it, but we all know the truth. He was Nas Mirage on Twitter. He was the guy on Twitter that was doing all the scenario threads where you had to, like, click through and see, like, where he was going to end up. Like, he was doing all those threads. So, we all and knew I, he was gay. Anyway. And meanwhile, I saw, um, after seeing, like, the Shade Room post about him, you know, coming out and stuff, I saw somebody comment, comment like, one of my followers comment, like, I wish I could have came out and still made millions like he did. That's kind of sad. <laughs> but you know that's true though, because you know it's some rappers out here and performers and all of that stuff that still real life will not well. Maybe in this day and age they'll come out, but back in the day, it was times where it was like if he was gay or anything. Imagine like if Lil Wayne was gay. He's never coming out the closet. Right. And he probably he probably still even though this day in 2019 people are acceptable he probably still to this day wouldn't come out for the fact that it's probably like you know Lil Wayne's people and lawyers I'm not saying he's gay okay don't sue us I'm just saying it's just for the simple exactly. fact that you know you got these people that's been out forever that's worried about like the endorsements that they may lose and all of that shit but. I just feel like the young people in our day and age don't get no fuck. It's either you gonna fuck no. with me or you don't. Right. And that's how I um, feel like. And he even did an interview with overseas. I think it was with BBC, and he was like, "I was planning on taking big this black cock." No, but that's yes. what I always think when I see BBC. But um, which, by the way, Lil Nas X has a BBC. Do I don't know if you've seen it. Did. But even the print is like wow. Yes. Like okay. that little jogging suit he had on. Ooh, I was like, <gasps> split me open, Jesus. He gave walk him like a dog. Walk him like a dog, bitch. Walk him like a dog. <laughs> um, he was like, I plan on taking this to. I planned on taking this to my grave, but then it's like. 
that's kind of how I felt. Like when I initially admitted to myself when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm gay. I was like, oh, I'm never telling anybody. Speaking of that, it was one point where I felt like that. It was one point in time where I felt like that. But then, you know, the first person that I ever talked to, they asked me, they was like, so you just not going to never tell anybody that you gay, that you like to mess with men or any of that. And I just used to be like, no. And he was like, so you perfectly fine with being unhappy. And I was like, what do you mean unhappy? Mm -hmm. I'm happy. But deep down inside, I wasn't happy. Because it's like, I want to do this, but I'm worried about what this person may think. And that was basically how I lived my life. Like, up until the age 19, as I stated on the uh, page, that's when I came out. I basically came out to my family and stuff, you know, let them know that I was dating men and all of that stuff. And, you know... After I let people know, it's like I felt so much better because it was like that weight lifted off of me. And, you know, because I was one of them people that was worried about rejection. And, you know, because my auntie, she asked me this when I had came out to her. I was, She was like, okay, so before you tell the rest of the family this, are you ready for rejection? And I was just like, what you mean, rejection? She was like, are you ready that if you come out to this day right now, told your father, your mother, or anybody that you were gay, are you ready for them to reject you if it came down to it? Like, are you ready to be disowned if it got that deep? And I basically told her, I was like, you know what? I'm at a point in life, honestly, where, like, I'm happy with myself, and if nobody else don't like it, that's that. Granted, I had that in my mindset at first, but when I came out the closet and all of that stuff, you know, it bothered me a lot because it took a while. And when I want to say a while, and the while was from like 2015-ish up until like now, really, for my daddy to like get comfortable with the lifestyle that I live. It's amazing how it takes people that long. Like, this ain't got nothing to do with you. Why? What is What is the hold up? Yeah. It's like, my daddy was upset for a really long time. Like, to the point where he would, like, cry about the situation because oh, he... parents are so dramatic. Because it just was like, I guess it was him thinking, like, what didn't I do? But, you know, that's another story for another day. So, when I came out, I came out, like, in steps. So, I came out to my... Five years old. I came out now when I was five I did I feel like I knew when I was five but I didn't have the language for it so you know I yeah I just used to watch uh I was very much like in front of the TV watching Jerry Springer with a shirt over my head acting like it was a weird period yes that was me at five me at five my sisters them screaming a uh Destiny's Child and trying to tell me that I'm going to be Jay-Z for the performance. And me, no, bitch, I'm going to be Beyonce. Period. It was time to play the games. You know how you supposed to pick female characters when you're playing wrestling? I mean, male characters when you're playing wrestling. No, me at my friend's house. At my friend's house that was boys. They picking a big show. And I'm pitch, picking Trish Tradish to fight them yeah. and shit. And still winning at the end of the day. Um, so I came out to my cousin first. I was like, I don't know how we ended up in conversation, but we kind of came out to each other. I was like, oh, I'm bi. She was like, oh, me too. 
Um, That's the part that key me yeah. when everybody, majority of the time, come out, they be by for about two seconds. And then I came out to my sister. This was all at 14. Um, wow. And then I came out to my best friend who I thought I was in love with. <laughs> but now we best friends. Huh? Yeah. I thought I was going to marry and have kids with her. Carisha, please. I know. And then I didn't come out to my mom until so I was like 17. Okay. So like, and my mama, she took it the worst. She was like, I don't love you no more. I don't know, this, that, and the third. I'm like, girl, she was like, what did I do wrong? I'm like. Yeah, that's how my mama felt. That's how my mom felt, but she never, she never once said that like I'm a disown you or I don't love you the same. She told me, she told me I love you the same no matter what, whatever you choose to do in life. As long as you happy, I'm gonna be here for you and I'm gonna support you 100. percent I needed that response. And the only reason why I felt like I got that response is because after that she went and talked to someone older because my mama she went to them crying and you know basically she was like. I feel like I didn't do something right as a mother, and she basically told. I would never understand. That. And she basically told, and the lady basically told her, rest her soul, that it's nothing that you can do wrong to raise a child, and whatever they decide to do, grow, whatever they decide to grow up and do, it's not left up to you. It's left up to them because this is their life, and they only could live their life because they only get one life. And the choices they make is because they decided to make them. So him deciding to be gay is not your fault. You could have raised him the, to the best of your ability. Put him through everything you wanted to put him through. And he still would have came out to be gay if he wanted to be gay. And you know, when my mama gets it, getting that instilled in her head, she finally had came to the decision like, you know what, you right. Let me text my son and call my son and tell him I don't feel bad about him. Doing the stuff he do, no matter what, I'm gonna be with for you for a hundred percent, and all of that. Yeah, my mama eventually came to the point, but it took her a while. She was just like, even to this day, if she get mad at me, she be like, "You be doing stuff I don't agree with," and I already know what she be talking about. I'd be like, "Look, sis, you don't want to argue with me today, cause I'm ready to read you. Like, just keep it, keep it cute. We don't have to do this." And that's just that. Um, I don't know if my daddy know. I really don't care. I don't even know if my I don't I don't talk to nobody on my daddy's side, so I don't know if any of them know because I have no communication with. That's them. funny because I don't talk to people on my mama's side. Like, yeah. it's a few people that I like seeing, we speak and all that, but like as far as me hanging out with people in my family, majority of the people I hang with is the people on my daddy's side because every holiday. Basically every holiday Every anniversary and anything else I spent time with my father's side of the family So like Christmas I would open my gifts at home And then I would go to my daddy house Thanksgiving Daddy house New Year's Daddy house Well not my daddy house my grandma house But yeah like everything I did Was basically on my daddy's side of the family I never really keyed with my mama's side of the family and if I did, it was very random. Like, only reason why I feel like I didn't really, like, end up at my dad. I mean, at my mama's side of the family house with my aunties and stuff. Because, for one, for one, um, it was just, like, 
my auntie, her son, he owned a church. Well, he was the pastor of a church. And it's just like, it used to be fun at their house until Sunday came. Because they, he was like a pastor of a Methodist church. And after they sung, after they choir sung, after that, it was just like, okay, what time we going home? I know. I've never been into We used to go to church a lot when I was a kid. But, um. I don't know. Church for me represents a lot of bullshit, and none of it represents God. So I don't go. Okay, that's how he feel about it. But me, on the other hand, I was raised in church from the car seat up until now. So yeah. Well, I, I, I won't say church represents bullshit. I would say the people who run the church in the church. Um, they I'm not gonna agree with that neither because you don't my have uncle. To. Is a pastor I'm now. I'm speaking generally. I'm okay. not saying all people in the church. I'm saying just checking. And I was gonna have to cut the show short and <laughs> knock your ass out. The church is like the people in the church. They don't perpetuate the goodness of God. Well, they want to perpetuate. Oh, you're going to hell if you do this. You're going to hell if you do that. And God hmm. only loves this type of person and this, that, and the third. It depends on the churches you go to now I'm speaking in general I'm not talking about every church Yeah it depends on the churches you go to now And most churches have also Cutting it out since like You know people don't get no fuck about Suing people now I'm sure there's great churches Yeah my church is amazing Period No y'all can't know where I go to church at Um I don't know how we got all the way over there but you know, congrats to little Nas X. I'll see you at home, baby cakes. We'll see you at home. I don't know about that, but okay. Um, let's do. Let's do. Ask the boys. I have a couple questions. Um, I, I, we need an intro song for Ask the Boys. We got church announcements, music. We got the confessions, music. We don't have no Ask the Boys music. And I listen to um, Amanda Seals podcast. She has like an intro for everything. She mm-hmm. got an intro for DM time. She got an intro for my favorite song, which is Jim dropping, Jim dropping, Jim dropping. We dropping on these hoes. Ooh. If you listen to Amanda Seals podcast, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, we I can a- do welcome like it all. Walk him like a dog, sis. Walk him like a dog. Would you, first question, would you date outside your race? You know what? Mind you, this question was asked 20 days ago. You know what? Would I date outside my race? You know, I always ask myself this. And honestly, because I work downtown. So, the commute I take, we pass Chinatown every day. And the Asian trade begin on there. And baby, I'll be ready to risk it all. Them Asians be fine. I don't know if they daddy black or they mama black, but uh, whichever one it is. And they booties always be sitting real high. They be dressed real fly. Do. And I just be ready to drop it real low. Hands on your knees, bitch. Throw it back up. <laughs> um, I would date outside my wrist. I don't I don't I don't have I don't have uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't have um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's not a racist bitch. Yeah, that. But I don't have um, hangups. Like I'm not. I don't care. Yeah, I would date outside my race too. I just don't have. I'm never in a circle around anybody else other than black, except for at work. I work with like my job is like Mexican and black. 
So I do work, but there's no gay people. So yeah, at my job we have Russians, we have Asians, we have Mexicans, we got blacks, we got a little bit of everybody. Mixed blend. Yeah, so I'm never in a crowd to be around. Now I'm not actively seeking outside of my race. I feel like that's where right. I'm crossing the fetishization that word line. Now if don't be fetishizing fetishizing other races. That's now if Billy came out of nowhere and slid in my DM and was looking good, then that's a different story. I have dated dated a mixed guy. He was black and white. Um, I I mean, I dated a a mixed guy too. He was Puerto Rican and black. I dated a Puerto Rican. He was like fully Puerto Rican. But you know, black, same thing. Um... I would date outside my race. Um, next question. I think this is the last one. Maybe I need to stop dating in my race because y'all. Because these niggas, like, what else are we supposed to do? Yvette, Yvette. I think her. I forgot her last name. Yvette. She was like, um, the girl, the lady. <laughs> What's her name? What's her name? She be in a bunch of movies and stuff. She was on the real. I cannot believe I bought a ticket to a club and you know I don't be paying for shit. Yvette Nicole Brown was on The Real and she was like, if you see me, she was like, I've been dating black men all my life. So if you see me outside with an other, don't say nothing to me. <laughs> like, this, it's not just because I'm tired of black men. It's just I'm just happening to try something else. Okay. Period. And now I'm not going to be Tamara about the situation where she's always talking about her interracial relationship, bitch. Just randomly comment on people pictures to my son. I love that interracial love too, girl. Who asked you? I just think both of their ass a little slow. Well, we well one of them is a little more. Yeah. Um, well, whatever. Baby, uh, and the one with the black husband. Yeah. He fine. I don't know. She have a joyous time in the bedroom. You know who I want? I want Tavia and Taj. So I saw somebody tweet that earlier, and I was like, yes, yes. You know who? You know. Who yeah, I'm they brother. They brothers. Tavia is the the older one that nobody really. Knows. I'm just a hole. Period. Next question. Do you believe in horoscope compatibility? Sometimes and sometimes I don't. Because in grammar school, and it's not even relationship wise. In grammar school, I used to always do like my research and everything. And then in grammar school, I met this girl. Her name was Shamari, and Shamari Devo. No. <laughs> And she was a Pisces And they say Pisces get along so well And when I tell you We was inseparable Like But you know You get older and you separate But to this day she's still my grandma school best friend And I still love her So I kind of do believe in like the um, Horoscope relationships And stuff because even though it's not real relationships, but I consider friendships and stuff relationships also. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple more friends that I want to say is Pisces, and we get along so well. Like it's a strong ninety nine point eight percent that we would get into it about something. Cause we nine times out of ten agree on everything. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. I, I, to a certain degree, I do believe in like certain traits that certain signs have as opposed to others. But also, you can't just like base a whole relationship with anybody off of their horoscope. I think it's a good baseline, and then you just take that and you kind of like build off of it. Like if you're going on a date with somebody and you find out like they're a cancer or whatever, 
you can just look up their sign, look up, you know, their traits and stuff, and then maybe you can base your first date questions off of that and try to like now one sign. Now one sign when it comes to their horoscope, I would definitely agree with, cause I stayed in the house with one. I would say a Gemini, like they literally have like sixty-five million personalities. Cause my little brother mm-mm. Baby we used to fight every day Now I grew up in the house with Leo's And I just uh, I Yeah we used to fight every day Like he legit would steal my clothes Jail. Legit steal my clothes Wear them and try to put them back In my drawer as if he didn't wear them And when it came well, How old was he cause that sounded like some shit a regular child would do <laughs> He was like Cause I was in high school I was a junior so He was a kid I mean that's I was like a junior He was in like Cause my little brother I think he just turned 18 Or 17 One of them But like I guess The thing was The stuff that I The stuff that I had He must have wanted That's your brother Of course he wanted your shit So being that my mama Wasn't banning for him And I was working So I was really buying My own stuff at the time Majority of the time So he would just be stealing it And I used to be so upset Cause it's just like Motherfucker I'm spending my money on this Well you could've just asked Right You could've asked And I would've told you no However I would Try to buy you some of the same See, I stuff. I had a relationship with my little brother. You being mean, that's making me sad. Yeah, no, like, but when I think about it, all the stuff that, like, um, all the stuff, like, him stealing my clothes and all of that and shit, you know, I really wish that I could rewind time and, you know, like, you know, basically, like, talk to my little brother and stuff because. And nurture that relationship. Yeah, okay. because. My little brother, he almost died, basically. At the age of 14, like, my little brother, he started hanging with the wrong people. And my little brother was shot up, like, to the point that, like, he damn near died. And, like, he had to crawl into a building, literally, upstairs and everything to, like, get help for himself. And when that happened, like, I was just at school, like, depressed. And I was just like, you know, God, I would take him stealing my clothes or anything for you to just keep him in this world. And I went home and I saw him. He was laying in that bed and stuff. And I just was thinking to myself, I'm like, you gonna make it. Granny, he did make it. And he was still getting on your nerves afterwards. Yeah, but he in a wheelchair now, but he don't let that bother him at all. And, you know, what I think it was, was because, like, a year or so before that, my little cousin, my little cousin, he got killed. He got killed on Mother's Day, which was so sad. And it was so crazy when he got killed because... I saw my little cousin because I remember I had came home for Christmas break. No, it wasn't Christmas break. I had came home. And when I came home, I had came home to go shopping. And for some reason, after I went shopping, some told me to stop at my auntie house. And I stopped at my auntie house. And I had been prolonging. I'm, I'm finna leave. I'm finna leave. I'm finna leave. And my granddaddy was like, I'm ready whenever you are to take it to your auntie house. And for some reason... 
my little cousin end up coming in the house and um I looked at him and he started touching my bags and stuff and I just told him like boy you better be careful out here and you better get your life together and if you don't get your life together you gonna look up and you gonna be gone and he kept on saying I am I am I am and I'm just like you 15 years old you shouldn't be out here doing all this stuff and granted he ended up losing his life but I'm glad my little brother got a hold of himself but it's good to know that your little brother's okay um on the topic of um, horoscope compatibility, you know, I just think it's all subjective. Figure it out how you how you see fit. Certain signs I do stay away from if I can. Like, yeah, me uh, too. My top three signs I stay away from: Aries. I've been hurt by every Aries I've ever encountered. They don't. They don't give a fuck about your feelings. Okay, they don't give a fuck. All right, all right. Um, Aries, I do stay, I like to stay away from Virgos, um, and I like to stay away from, um, Libras. Now, Virgos and Libras will be very nice to you in the beginning, so it's tricky. But with, like, an Aries, like, they kind of gonna have you on the string the whole time. Oof. Okay, so this is gonna be a question that I want y'all to um, send y'all answers in to, cause it tends to be a lot of it going on when people start new relationships and stuff. And we actually was talking about this um, on the Fourth of July, like expectancy, like what you already expect, like when you go into a relationship. Like me, mm-hmm. for example, I just feel like in relationships when I'm dealing with people. After a while, um, I just know for a fact that something bad is going to happen that's going to end a relationship. But my question to you guys is, my question to you guys is, um, when it comes to you starting a new relationship, why do you tend to bring old baggage from an old relationship into the new relationship? We tend to just we tend to just like hold on to stuff and most of the time it's like a lot of the time it's like subconsciously like you holding on to stuff you don't even know that's bothering you and then it comes out in different ways once you realize you can trigger it. So um yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Send us emails to askboysnextdoor at gmail.com or just DM us on the Instagram because I know y'all don't like sending us fucking shit through the email. I just I, I don't understand, but it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, for me, that's gonna wrap up this episode. What about you, Darrell? Um, that's about it. You don't have no confessions. My my confession this week was that I went to progress, even though I was vehemently protesting. But you know. We all backpedal sometimes. You know, crackheads, when they get clean, they need to look crack sometimes. My confession for this week is I'm never shopping at Nordstrom again. All right, you guys. Please tune in next week for another episode, okay? All right.